Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. All right, welcome to the podcast today. I am really excited because we have a special guest with us, um, Emily from Kingdom Motherhood, and I actually found her on Instagram. And I was really excited to start following her because something that I have wanted to expand my horizon on in parenting specifically is more biblical parenting. And, um, you know, we were talking, we have a lot of similar like connection style parenting, but I really wanted to start adding in more of the, like the biblical stuff and more routines around it and really just making sure I'm doing my best to raise up my children to love the Lord or have the space there so that they can hopefully choose that as they grow. And so um, I would just love if you could introduce yourself a little bit, your family, kind of what you specifically do, and maybe how you got involved in what you're doing right now. Awesome. Um, I'm Emily, and I am the founder of Kingdom Motherhood, and I'm so excited to be here. I'm so honored that you chose me, and um, I am... I'm a mom of three kids. I have a almost 11 year old, an eight year old and a four year old. And so um, I, and to preface this, I'm a researcher. I love learning. I, um, I, when I dive into something, I dive deep. And so when I became pregnant with my first, I started researching all the parenting stuff that I possibly could, of course. And so um, I read gazillions of parenting books. And so um, I started like acquiring all this knowledge about like different parenting styles. And I loved learning about the different parenting styles. I loved like trying to implement them in our life. Um, But I was really having a hard time actually changing my behavior that I learned growing up when it came to discipline and when it came to like getting frustrated and angry and set off and triggered and all that. So um I was, had all this knowledge, but I couldn't quite apply it. And then I start, let's see, then I became, well, when I had my third, my third child, um, I let's, so we had a really hard time with her for various reasons. Um, she, she, had a a health thing that caused her to be like colic, but she wasn't colic. And then um, it also caused a lot of nursing issues. And so she wasn't eating normal and it was um, like nursing every 45 minutes. And then because of the problem, then I had mastitis 11 times. And then in that, I know. And then in that um, same time frame, my oldest daughter was having health issues and we were having to take her to a functional medicine doctor. And um, my 
my son was having an extremely hard time with the baby. He was a little bit older, which I thought was actually going to be a good thing because, you know, kid, the older two could go and they take care of themselves, get a snack, get some water, uh, you know, go to the bathroom. But um, emotionally, it was extremely stressful and frustrating for him. And so that was really, really hard. Plus, I got postpartum depression with her that I didn't have with the other two. And so um, it was it was just a lot. It was a lot going on. And um, needless to say, I was in full survival mode and could not implement any of these um, parenting techniques that I had learned. I was already having a hard time actually implementing them, but then I, when I, you know, when you're in survival mode, you, you have no extra bandwidth to like try to be patient. Like you're just getting through every moment. And so finally, after um, a time I like, I knew something had to change. I knew we were not living in God's best for our family. I knew that it was like, this was not how being like living in the ways of the kingdom of heaven, this does not look like this in a home. And so I started to just turn to the Lord because that was the only thing I knew that would save me. And, and, um, I would just, despite my sleep deprivedness, I, decided I made the commitment to just start getting up again really early in the morning and spending alone time with him. And so that caused me to just be on my face before the Lord every single day and back up. I grew up in a Christian home, but it was very religious, very rules, very, um, I knew I was very educated in the Bible, but I did not know the God of the Bible and I did not know the Holy spirit. I knew there was a triune God that was a father, son, and Holy spirit. I knew all that, but what did the Holy spirit do? I had no idea. It was not talked about. I was clueless. So then, um, about 12 or 13 years ago, I finally like encountered the God, like the Holy Spirit, like from Acts that fell on the disciples and the followers of Jesus. And I started hearing that still small voice that the Bible talks about. And I actually started pressing into that and training my ear to really listen to God and the difference between hearing him and um, my own thoughts. And I, um, that's a tricky one, but it's totally possible. And so I am so blessed to actually like hear the voice of the Lord and I can actually ask him questions, have conversations in the day and like really get his direction. And so during this time, fast forward back to when my, I was in this really tough time with my um, third baby. Um, I started finally pressing in again and just going, this is my only answer. God, you're my only answer. Teach me how to be the mom you want me to be. Teach me how to just get through these days without surviving, but like, but connecting with my kids and making a healthy kingdom atmosphere in my home. And so he would, um, every morning, it was amazing. He would either give me a Bible passage or he would literally tell me like, okay, these are the things you need to concentrate on today. Like, um, for example, he'd be like, here, I'll give you an example of one day. Um, so he started training me and he would, he could even like, he would tell me like one day he said, you need, you need to concentrate on peace and laughter today, peace and laughter. And so what I would do is I would sit there with the Lord and I would go, okay, how, like try to think of all the ways that I could 
like what was coming at me where I would need to use peace and laughter. And so I would like sit there and actually, I didn't know I was doing this during that time. I'd be retraining my mind and how I would be reacting to my kids in all these situations. But in my own, in that moment, I was in like, okay, well, how am I going to survive today? So I'd try to like prepare myself for any possible thing coming at me. (laughs) And so that day I'm like thinking, okay, peace and laughter. What am I going to encounter where I'm going to need peace and laughter? And so I'm thinking of all the different situations and, and not knowing that I was actually retraining my mind and my reactions to my kids during that time. And so later that day came, um, I don't, I don't know if you ever have made kombucha, but I go through seasons in my life where I like make everything homemade. And so I was making this huge gallon jug of kombucha on my counter. And one of my kids climbed on the counter and knocked that kombucha off the counter. And it was a gallon jug and it broke all over the floor. And if you know, kombucha, it smells like vinegar. So it reeks and it's everywhere. And the glass is all mixed in with all of the liquid, you know, and it's so hard to clean. And I would have in that moment normally like lost it, but because the Lord had prepared me, I was like, Oh, this is one of those moments. And so I chose, did I say peace or patience? He told me, Okay. He told me patience. Sorry. (laughs) Back up. (laughs) He told me patience and laughter. So I sat there and I just stood there. I'm like, okay, okay. We can handle this. And I started laughing and my kids were looking at me like, oh my gosh, she's gone crazy. She's not yelling. She's not screaming. She's laughing. Like what? And then they're like hugging me like, mom, yay. Like, you're okay. (laughs) And then I handled the whole situation so much better than I would have normally in my survival mode. Right. So that started happening daily for me. And then, and then even in the really struggle times when my kids were acting out, I would literally just stop and like crawl into the fetus position on the floor and just be like, okay, Lord, how do you want me to handle this situation? (laughs) I would like stay there until I had a good direction of what he wanted me to do. And just like our wonderful God is, he is, he is predictable in that he will always show up, but he's always impredict, like unpredictable in the ways that he shows up and how he has you do it. So each time it was different. Sometimes it was like, use this as a teaching moment to show them my mercy. Don't, don't like punish them for this or discipline them for this. Um, mm-hmm. Show them my mercy and teach them my mercy. Or sometimes he'd be like, no, this is where you set a boundary and you need to keep solid, you know? So he started guiding me through how he wanted me to parent my kids. And through that whole situation, I also got to see how he parented me. And so I got this double view of how he's parenting me as a child of him going through really hard situations. And then he would tell me how he wants that to show up in my parenting with my children. And so I really formulated this filter that I put everything through because I still have a ton of knowledge in different styles of parenting that I still, I read all the books. I took all the courses. I, I listened to all the podcasts. I met, did mentorships and interviews, and um, I've done tons of research. But what God showed me is that all that 
all that knowledge needs to go through a filter. Um, does it match with how he parents us? So that is like my, my MO. That's my style. Like parenting, teaching moms to parent their kids the way that God parents us. So that's my background. And now I have um, a course and I just finished a free challenge. I'm going to be doing more free challenges. I share a lot of tips on Instagram. Um, So it's growing and it's really awesome the way that God's using this message to move families. I love all that. I took so many notes because I literally feel like when you were talking, like I am you in a different place, a different time, probably not nearly as educated biblically, but, um, the same thing, like my son had a really hard time with my second son and I was thinking, oh, he's three. And I had heard, you know, three is like the age where they don't quite need you as much. And emotionally, they're a little bit more mature. And that was not our situation at all. all. And also when I started like diving deeper and I would say even in the last maybe like six months, what you were talking about, like turning to the Lord, I think that, and then the second thing that's really helped me with my triggers is like, um, I, we call it listening partnerships in this hand in hand parenting style where you're really processing through things that have been kind of stuck in you that you aren't maybe recognizing, but really like you were saying, just, um, going before the Lord and like, what should I do here? And I think for me, same as you, like I have felt the Holy spirit just um, almost enveloping me in this parenting motherhood journey. And there would be times where I'm like, you know, I want to yell (laughs) or I want to do something because I'm feeling so overwhelmed with all of the emotions that I have to manage. And in my head, I'm like, you know, I can just hear like that still small voice. Like you were talking about, like, don't do that, do this. And it is really a battle. Like, am I going to listen to the spirit or am I going to listen to the flesh? Like, which am I going to choose? And whenever I choose the spirit and do what I am being told to do, it works out so much better. And then there's these other times, you know, which is another thing, but it truly is like, I think either way, you know, if you're acting out of the flesh, that's also a good, um, a good lesson for your children that like, you know, when you do that, because they're going to make those choices too, that we're not aiming for perfection here in motherhood, but then there's these things that you follow through with and repenting and, you know, apologizing and all that. So um, I kind of love what you're talking about there because it's, it's exactly, you know, kind of where my journey has led to, but I also wrote down how you're talking about just, um, well, maybe you didn't specifically say, but it brought to mind like praying for your child. And I think that's something like prayer has, I've always prayed. Like a lot of times it's like a set prayer that you memorized growing up or something. But as I really started to, um, kind of make more time for the Lord, reading the Bible and like expanding my prayer life, I think I'm still not where I want to be, but I think there's so much power in praying for our kids and it's not really talked about, you know, like there's a lot of times now where at night, like I'm rocking one of my kids to bed and I'm using that time to pray over them because otherwise I feel like my mind is so full and it's not really, I'm not giving enough 
time in this season to prayer, but it's like, you know, praying for my kids to be knit together and praying for the aggression to subside or praying for like my heart and my ability to be self-controlled or giving me wisdom, just like you were saying, maybe not always in the moment, but um, just being intentional. So I would love if you could just touch on like, sometimes I think it can feel really overwhelming to get started. You know, you talked about um, just making sure you're getting in the word in the morning and kind of spending that time. And I, you know, lots of people will say it doesn't really matter what time of day. And for some people, it might not for me. I feel like in this season of motherhood, it is very important for me to do it in the morning, sets my day up, gets my heart right. And also because as the day goes on, you never know <laughs> what's going to happen, you know? And then you get to the end of the day and you're like, darn, I didn't make time. And it's, I think it really is, you know, it, it is the thing that we need to be re resorting to. So like, do you have any tips or uh, a tip like to just get started in if, if moms are feeling overwhelmed with like, how am I going to even start? Or like, I, I go to church, but I don't necessarily read the Bible. Like, I don't understand the Bible. You know, do you have any tips for that? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I think what you're saying about the timing of day is so important. I'm totally with you. When I get up, even if I'm so tired, when I get up before my kids and I have that time with the Lord, I am so prepared to handle the things that come at me that day. And I welcome my kids with open arms in the morning when they wake up and I am, my heart is right. It is, it is just been washed by the love of the Lord. And I'm overflowing with his love instead of just trying to fight for my own and find it. Um, I, the days I don't, then you're right. It's just, it gets away from you. And you keep thinking like you, you, you get going and your kids wake you up or whatever. And you're, you're, you know, you're just already in like, like problem solving mode and you haven't filled your cup at all in order to deal with that. And so your fuse is shorter. Everything's more irritating. Um, it's just the morning for me personally makes a huge difference. And so I also recommend that if you really want to God's best for you in that day, um, don't have a like checklist of stuff that you want to go through each morning and hit as a devotional time, because, um, we tend to get very caught up in performance. And as moms, it's so easy because we, like how we perform in the day matters and matters for our, our kids and our family and the atmosphere in our home. So, um, when we, when it ha happens in so much of our life, we take that so easily to the Lord and we, we cause, um, our hearts to be feeling like, uh, I, I did it right. You know, like I checked all the boxes. I did all my devotional things. I, I, okay. So now God loves me or now, now my day is going to be good, but that's not it at all. It's all about your relationship with the Lord. So I have all kinds of different things I do in my devotional time. And I really let it be spirit led. So, um, sometimes it's like what I'm like feeling I need that day. Um, but I don't stress if I don't get it all in, or sometimes it's like the Lord really telling me, okay, you're going to open to this chapter or you're going to journey 
journal today and I'm going to just speak to you as you journal, or I'm going to, you know, or tonight, today, you're just going to lay there with worship music and we're going to just connect and you're going to worship me. You know, like it's always different. It's never, um, I used to try to do the, like get a little worship in a little quiet time, a little Bible reading, a little journaling, a little, um, declaration, some, uh, you know, like all the things. uh, And it was, I, it was, it was turning about my performance, turning into my performance rather than my connection with the Lord. So I really recommend you have a lot of different, um, different things you do. Like I just described like Bible reading, declarations, journaling, worship time, just sitting with the Lord and soaking in his presence. Um, there's all kinds of different books and stuff that you can add in there. Um, but, I would recommend for sure letting it be spirit led because then you're really getting filled with what he wants you to for that day, rather than making it something else that you have to um, check off your list. So there's that part. Um, I'm trying to remember the rest of the, can I just ask you a quick question? Maybe. So as you're talking about that, I'm just thinking if there are people who are like, well, I don't know which I'm sure we'll get into with your course and there's a lot to dive into, but is there any like quick starting point or like a good starting point for somebody who's like, I, okay, I can get that stuff, but like, how do I hear from the spirit? Like, do you, uh-huh. to, yes. you know, say a prayer? Would you just start reading the Bible? And just the more you get into it, the more you'll kind of be able to discern some of that. Like, what would you say to those moms who are like, okay, but I, don't hear from the spirit. He sounds crazy. (laughs) She sounds crazy. She hears from God. Um, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So that I actually, and this actually can float into, um, you wanting to know also about, um, how you can do this with kids. It's the same. You can train yourself and you can train your children right along with you to hear the voice of the Lord. So, um, when I say the voice of the Lord, God communicates with us all individually in different ways. So I am super visual. I get pictures from the Lord in my imagination and your imagination is really, really powerful. It is like the screen of your mind. And it's a way that God communicates with us all the time. And so when you're surrendered to the spirit, when you're surrendered to God, body, mind, and soul, um, then you can, um, or body, sorry, body, spirit, and soul, then you, um, then usually when you quiet your mind, the first thing that can drop in is God. And so if you can like push all things aside, all your thoughts aside, and you can just quiet your mind and even like the screen of your imagination, make it blank, dark. Um, then the first thing that pops into your mind is usually God communicating with you and you'll know it because it is peaceful. It is loving. There's no condemnation. It's just like Jesus. It's, um, it's always positive and encouraging. Even his correction is loving and really positive and encouraging. Um, so you'll know that. And then also often it's not something you would ever think of. It's like, you're like, yeah, that didn't, I have not had that in my mind, you know, (laughs) or like it's some random picture and you're like, um, really God. And then if you really press in, it'll develop and he'll let you know what it means. So, um, that's how I 
communicate with God a lot. I've also now can just hear his voice. I can just literally have a conversation. Um, my husband, for example, he does not hear or see anything, but he's a knower. He just knows things in, in things he shouldn't know. Um, there's also, there's just, there's different ways that people can, that God communicates and you can have more than one, but usually one is primary for you. And so that is a great way to just start. Um, I do this with my kids where we just, we just calm ourselves. We calm our minds. We close our eyes and we just invite the Holy spirit in and whatever we get in the, in that beginning. So it it could be a word. It could be a picture. It could be a feeling. It could just be a thought. Whatever we get, um, we just share that. And then we can, um, I can help them like press in and like, and ask the Lord, well, what does that mean? Or what, you know, is that for me? Is that for someone else? Is that, um, so it's just learning to communicate with him and then how he communicates with you. And then just, um, really growing that. And as that main, main way grows, you'll learn other ways. So, um, I would recommend to moms to just sit. I would put on maybe some worship music, get really peaceful, really connected to the Lord. I would either even use, um, start by using like I picture the face of Jesus and that can like, look, however you're used to looking at Jesus and he'll, he might, um, he might change it a little bit on you to look more like how he is, but, um, picture just the face of Jesus. So you can really connect your spirit and, um, and then, like I said, clear your mind and then just see what drops in and there's no right or wrong when you're learning and God is with you in this journey, he knows exactly where you're at. He knows where, you know, where you are in your learning process. He's longing to communicate with you. And that's how you have relationship. You can't have relationship with someone if you're not communicating in some way with them. Right. And he wants relationship with us more than anything. So um, he's going to walk you through it and he will help you discern what is of you, what is of the enemy, what is of him. And you will, know, you will start to really learn this. I practiced in the very beginning when I was really learning to hear his voice, I would practice in things that didn't matter. For example, I would, um, before I'd go to work, when I was doing my makeup, I would be like, okay, Lord which color of eyeliner should I do? And then I would just quiet myself and whatever I would, I'd hear like black or brown or whatever. And I'd be like, okay, let's just do that. Cause honestly, the color of my eyeliner did not matter. So if I messed up, it did not matter. Right. But I was training myself to turn to the Lord, to um, be submitted to him and to hear how he wanted to communicate with me. I'd also do it at like traffic lights. So I'd be sitting at the light and I'd be like, okay, tell me when it's going to turn green or, or I'd be like, okay, do you want me to go straight or right today? Because I could go both ways to work and it didn't really matter. I'd both get there both ways. Right. So it would be, um, so I would practice in those ways where it just didn't matter if I failed. And so, and he was faithful and he just kept showing up and I just kept learning more and more and more how he wanted to communicate with me. Does that answer? Yeah. And I like what you said about like picturing the face of Jesus to get started, because I can just envision, um, even me as like, I've tried, you know, I've heard you should just try to sit and take quiet time, not even necessarily like 
prayer time or whatever, but just to be still and silent because, and like, if a thought comes in to push it out, because we're so used to multitasking and doing every single thing. And I've noticed like, when I just try to do that, like, I'm not picturing Jesus. I'm not intentionally like sitting down to listen to the Holy spirit, but just like trying to (laughs) stop multitasking and just let my it is very hard. So I can just see like somebody sitting down and being like, okay, I'm going to quiet my mind and then not being able to focus. So I like the either Jesus or, or some, you know, something else, but related, like and really get into that zone versus just like sitting there and trying to be quiet because I think that can be hard if you're not used to practicing like quiet time. Um, Definitely. So yeah, let's, if you have any other ideas, like I was trying to think of like, as far as um, getting into routines with kids. So I have a five and a two-year-old. I know your kids are a little bit older. Um, I, go ahead. I just want to add to what you just said. about. Um, um, I have, the Lord has given me and my kids each a peace place we call it and um, that is just a place that we can go and meet him so one one time it happened kind of separate for all of us but one time um when we were just like seeking the lord and just seeing what he would drop into our imagination um each one of us got a location and they're all different. And so my daughter's is like this little cabin in the middle of this forest in the woods. My son's is like a Swiss family Robinson tree house. Mine is like a, uh, it's like a waterfall into a little pond or the river full of like lush tropical, like, um, plants all around it. And so we can go there and literally it's like, you're immediately in a place of peace and you're like with the Lord. And so in our imagination, all we have to do is just close our eyes and then imagine that spot. And then Jesus sitting right next to you. And it's amazing what can happen. The, the revelation you can have the, the sudden like peace and answers you can have that he just wants to communicate with us and like spend time with us. So like he uses our imagination to create these places where we can meet him and you can go back there anytime. And so, um, if someone's like really struggling with like, okay, um, I don't know what that's like to, you know, sit with the Lord or, you know, if you have a, some, some sort of spot like that, that you can literally return to into, in your imagination over and over, that is a way to connect with the Lord as well. So, um, and he will show up every time. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I've never heard that before, but I think just knowing when I've tried to like intentionally not be thinking about everything, it's like, I'm, I'm good for like 30 seconds. And then I'm in this train of thought and I'm like, oh, I'm think like I'm now five thoughts deep. And I didn't even realize I, <laughs> I also asked the Lord during those times. Okay. God, if this is important, remind me that later. Okay. God, remind me of that later. <laughs> or if you really like, you could just take a pad and set it next to you, okay. and jot it down. If, if a you lot of people do that, not stop thinking about it because I feel like for me, like my mind would say that, but I, you know, then you're worried that you won't forget. I feel like my mind would be fixated. Like I have to remember that I have to remember that. And then I would be distracted. So yes. Um, but yeah, like, do you have any recommendations for 
Um, so right now we, I'm home with my kids all day and I'm planning to probably homeschool my oldest, at least for now. And I just really want to get in like good rhythms and routines as far as um, like, you know, kind of training them up aside from how I'm interacting and like disciplining them and training them up. But like, you know, practicing with reading the Bible or prayer time or, you know, and I have the normal like pray before bed and before meals and that sort of thing. But do you have any, any recommendations or tips for that? You know, I was just thinking the other day I should, or actually maybe it was this morning, but I, I do, like you said, read the Bible every morning and sometimes do a little devotional. And I was like, why don't I have my kids do this? Mm -hmm. You know, like when they wake up right away, we could read a Bible story. I mean, it doesn't have to be like this huge teaching or anything, but just helping train them and understand like right away in the morning, we need to meet with the Lord so that we can go forward and be, you know, servant hearted and just encompass like the fruits of the spirit. And so I just thought it'd be good to pick your brain and see if you have any strategies or like tips or a routine that you think, or that you've seen that is helpful and fruitful in helping your kids to start gaining that relationship a little bit earlier on in their lifetime. Yes. Yes. So we homeschool as well. So it's the nice thing is that we have freedom in our day and I can talk about the Lord all day long, you know, and we do. Um, but I definitely, um, we don't do it right when we wake up because my kids are hungry when they wake up. So, um, as soon as they start waking up, I will, um, end my devotional time and I'll make breakfast and then we do it at breakfast time. So we, every day at breakfast time, we, everyone has to, um, tell me and write down, but they, they have, they have to, they don't have to, you know, but, um, we, it's our habit to, um, do a gratitude journal. So we start right away when we sit down, everyone tells me what they're grateful for today, because that just, you know, gratitude, it's the highway to heaven. So it starts our heart connecting with the Lord right away. And so I write it down and it's, sometimes it's fun and funny, but they, um, they always come up with some great stuff. And, I don't, I do not regulate that at all. Like I actually have in there a couple days when like the silly little toddlers say like poop and stuff. And I write down poop because I like, who am I to tell them what they're grateful for or not, you know? So I make it a very free, whatever you are grateful for, you tell me and I'll write it down. And, um, and so, um, that, that starts it off. Then we do some sort of devotional, little Bible reading, like, you know, just from children's Bible. Sometimes, um, we do, we've done all kinds of, all all kinds of them. And I read one time that kids need like their devotional life type thing. They need like a change up every six months or something. So often we don't, we don't complete like a full devotional year long study, that kind of thing. Um, we have done a ton of different ones and I just change them and we'll just rotate them and I'll just, And, but the reason that, or I tell them that if you don't want to do devotional time with us at the breakfast table, that's totally fine. You can go do your own God time if you want to, but we do all need to have God time first thing in the morning to set our heart right. So that then we can treat others the way that God would want us to treat them. Um, the rest of the day. And the only way to, you can't do that on your own. You have to be filled with Holy spirit. You have to have the love of God in you to be overflowing onto others. It's, you can't just, you can't do it on your own. So 
I tell them, you don't have to do it with us, but you do have to do that. That is really, really important. And they see me doing that every day too. So it's not like that's weird in our house. Like they see that when they wake up, I am sitting in front of our fireplace doing devotionals and I'll wait right there and I'll do it until everyone's awake and I'll, they'll just join me. They'll snuggle around me. They'll bicker sometimes around me. <laughs> they'll, <laughs> they'll tell me their dreams, you know, but um, they, when they wake up, that's what they see is that I'm doing that. So it's not a, it's not a bizarre thing that I'm like, and I'm not making them do it, but they just know it's a value that we have. So does that help? <laughs> Yeah. And I think what you were talking about, like having them see you just like in, um, trying to like train them up in how we want them to treat other people, or even like the apologizing when we do something wrong, the kids are going to learn what they're modeled, what we model for them, like self-regulation, all this stuff. So I think that's really important. And something that I feel like I need to do better on is, um, like I have the Bible app on my phone and it's, I'm like, you said the checklist thing. So I'm like, I need to like do something. Um, because my goal was to like read the Bible, like the whole thing. And so I have the plan and I'm just like, it's just easier for me to click into it. Yes. it easier versus more fruitful, you know, like sometimes like I should just start pulling out my Bible and not like read wherever right. it doesn't necessarily matter. So that because your kids yeah. don't know you're reading the Bible. They just think yeah. you're sitting at your phone. Yes. Yeah. I, tell, I tell them, but at the same, like it, it's still, you know, it's just not yeah. the same. Um, just the other I- thing too, my kids see me all the time, like, because back, remember when I told my story that I would like in a hard situation with them, I would fall on my face before God. And I'd be like, Lord, help me. And they knew that I was praying and that I was talking to God and that don't touch mommy when I'm trying to figure out how to discipline them. And, but now, now I just have to stop and I close my eyes and they're like, Oh mom, are you asking God? Like, And now they'll be like, mom, can you ask God if I have a cookie? (laughs) Mom, can you ask God if I can have this thing or whatever? But it's become such a thing that mommy stops and asks the Lord. And I seek him before I do so many things that they, it's like a joke, but it's not a joke. They know like, mom, can you ask God if this can happen or whatever? And so, um, yeah, it's become so normal that they are learning that when you have an issue, you go to God, you ask God, you know? I love that. I'm going to have to start doing that because I do. And like a lot of times I will just be like, right now, but I think like physically moving your body into a certain position or like, like you said, closing your eyes or whatever. And I think the, you know, the innocence of kids asking for you to ask if you could have a cookie, like ask God that it's like, even in the small things, we should be going to God for those things. And so I think that's an awesome thing to to start. Um, Mm -hmm. the last question that I have for you before we get into like your course and where people can find more from you is just like, especially if moms are just starting out or families, parents, and they're getting resistance from their kids, you know, like Mm -hmm. sometimes, um, I bring my children into church with us. They don't go to Sunday school during the service. And so sometimes now, like my oldest will say, I don't want to go to church. And I'm just like, okay, but we're going to go, (laughs) you know, like, so even in the little things like reading the Bible, or if if you're going to sit down and do a family devotional, I can, or even gratitude, like 
establishing a new routine, I think can always be met with some resistance. Like, do you have any strategies or things that you would say or that you did say when you were kind of starting to encourage moms to just like keep pushing forward, but without being like, well, you have to do this. You know? Yes. I know it's that fine line. It's that fine. And we really, I mean, truly, we want the kids to have their own relationship with God. So we're modeling it, but we still like, we still, the whole goal is for them to know the Lord in their own unique way. And mm-hmm. so it's really tricky in what you need to require in order for them to get there. And then also just to encourage or they just, or model, but then, um, and then what do you let, let alone and just let like trust that the Lord's bring, like chasing them down and, you know, mm-hmm. and holding them in his hand. And, you know, so, um, I, um, I'm not above rewarding for that type of stuff. Um, because rewards are actually biblical. Like it's God says he rewards us on earth and in heaven. Like rewarding is biblical. I don't think bribing is okay, but I think rewarding is okay. And so, um, and again, there's a fine line right there, (laughs) but, um, I would say like, um, if your kids were not wanting to go to church, you can talk about the value. You can be really vulnerable with them about what your, your heart for them is and, and that you're trying to let them have their own relationship with the Lord. But, um, but you know that these certain things really do help and you, you're not going to give up on them. You're, it's your job in life to train them in the way they should go. Like that is our, that's our mandate. And so, um, there's, yeah, it gets kind of tricky sometimes, but you have to also see what works with your own kids. Um, I also just, (laughs) I talk about God all the time with my kids. I love the Lord. So it's like really just part of our normal. And then um, we talk about heaven. I've read I love reading and learning about um, people who've had like heaven encounters, who've had like died and gone to heaven and come back. So I take all that stuff that they say and I'm like, yeah, we don't know for sure, but isn't this exciting that our God created something like this? He wants to take us to, you know, talking about these marvelous things that God has done, bring them into praying for you for miracles. You know, like um, my kids have prayed for me for headaches that have gone in a second because they prayed and they believed you know, there's, there's that kind of, there's just bringing them into life with the Lord, I think has been my main way. My kids love God. And I think it's just because we just, in, we just involve him in everything. Um, when we, you know, we're totally those, so, I, I was with someone a couple of days ago who was like, oh my gosh, people who like think that a parking spot is God's favor and all that stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's totally me. Because if we get a good parking spot, we're like, yeah, God, thank you so much for blessing us. But like, we just, I just get excited about the things that God's doing all the time. And I share it with them. I share, I share our prayer chain and we pray for the people. And then we see the miracles happen or, you know, we, we just like, I just involve them in all of it. And so that's more so my strategy than, um, and because we homeschool too, then I, they're just with me all the time and they see the good, the bad, the ugly, the, you know, the miracles, the, the things we're praying for the, you know, the hard stuff and the good stuff, they've seen it all. And I just actually involve them in all of it. So that's more my strategy than requiring certain things, you know? 
Yeah, I really like that because I think, you know, it just takes a little bit of a mind shift because in the moment I'm like, well, you know, it's my job to care for you and train you up. And, you know, so you're going to have to come when you're 18. I'm like, when you're 18, you can choose if you want to go. And, and sometimes I'm like, I don't know if that's really the best thing. Cause I don't want it to be like, you know, that sort of thing. And I've heard my oldest, <laughs> my youngest, like, well, when you get older, like <laughs> daddy gets to choose if he, you know, like just kind of <laughs> playing into that. Um, but I like the idea of just like making it exciting. Like how can you just not necessarily like play it up, but really like, um, share what actually yeah. is truth that we just aren't, you know, like that zeal for the Lord that just isn't commonplace, I guess. Um, yes. that you really have to work for. Yes. It's so true. It's, um, yeah. You don't ever have to hype up God. He's too good. You know, he's way yeah. too good, but, um, I, yeah, I, there, we just do a lot of stuff in our life. We worship all the time. I have worship music going all the time and, um, they aren't required to worship in any sort of way, you know, but come join me. You know, it's fun. We dance, we, you know, we, um, and the, and God encounters them in that time. It's amazing. My daughter has been brought to tears during like worship times and she has like felt the Holy spirit, you know, and she's like, that's what it is. And I'm like, yes, that's amazing. God, you're showing up because I, I create the atmosphere and I create the opportunities for him to show up for my kids. And so, um, that's that we do prophetic art. It's so fun. We turn on worship. We like, just like I told you, we clear our minds, get a picture from, from the Lord and we just paint it. And who knows if it, you know, it's, it's that, it's that free space of freedom to, to hear from the Lord, but like, okay, so say you're painting a rainbow and he didn't really tell you to paint a rainbow, but you just thought you wanted and you wanted to paint. A, that's not like failing. That's still learning to turn your heart to the Lord in all things, you know? Yeah. So, um, we, yeah, we just have this culture, this atmosphere in our home where it's just, God's invited into all of it, you know? Yeah, that's, that's great. Because I think sometimes it's easy to like compartmentalize, you know, like, oh, yes. this is my morning time with God. And then we, um, yes. and then we go to church on this thing in the day. And it's just, um, that's not how we're supposed to live. You know, we're mm-hmm. supposed to be, like you said, just like turning to the Lord and all, all things. Um, so is your course, cause I, I don't know how long you've been sharing about it or how long you've had it, but I just saw it the other day on your stories and I'm just curious, like, is, well, so tell us about the course, but like, is that kind of what you do in the course? Because I'm just thinking like, wow, you have so many great ideas, but like, that's not something that comes like, sure. I, you know, I worship and we play music and actually my two-year-old, we were driving to my grandparents' farm and I looked in the rearview mirror and we, we always have worship music on or like KTIS yeah. or something. So I just want to be filling their ears, you know, yes. and he was like going like this yeah. <laughs> to church and he's seeing yes. their hands raised. And even if I'm holding him, like sometimes I'll just have my hand, my other hand out. And, mm-hmm. um, so I took a little video because he's just like going like this and like bopping his head and it's just like, Oh, but like, aside from doing some of those most basic things, like I wouldn't think to like, Oh, let's turn on some worship music and let's do some art, you know, and like, just, is that something that's in your course or like, 
can people like connect with you to get that information or like, you know, yes. Um, so, so, okay. That's so awesome that you, you, you said that because, um, the Lord really has been putting on my heart to actually develop a course on how to, to teach your kids, how to, how to have a relationship with the Lord. And so that is coming. It's not what this specific course is. This one's a live teaching on, um, on how to parent your kids um, the way God parents us and the actual tools. I'm calling it the kingdom motherhood blueprint. And the blueprint part is, um, is the mindset shifts that need to happen in order to parent the way God does and the identity and the relationship shifts that need to happen that way. And then the tools are actually like the, the, the way to discipline, the way to deal with this, this issue, the way to do this. I just got off a, um, a five day challenge. It was a free challenge for anyone who wanted to join. There was like 550 moms in there and it was awesome. The feedback was incredible. People were getting shifts in their home in like three days. It was incredible. Um, and that one specifically was only giving you the tool on how to deal with disrespect. It was called the respect reset challenge. Um, and it was all the tools, how to, how to self-regulate yourself and the way, and I taught the way Jesus dealt with disrespect when he, in his life, I taught the way that God deals with us with disrespect and then how you can emulate that in your home. And then the actual tools, the actual phrases and things that you use to deal with your kids when they are being disrespectful. It was, it was great. It ended up being amazing. So then the extension of that free challenge was launching into this six week course where I'm going to share all the tools, not just the one about disrespect, but all the tools. And then, um, how God is, you know, teaching to us to parent the way that he parents us. So that's going to be um, the six week course starting next week. And it's going to be all live teaching so that I can actually like walk through it with the moms in there and like do Q and a time, do, you know, we're going to do teachings and Q and a so that they can actually come to me with their specific, unique, like family issues. And I can actually help them implement that because it's so hard. There's a huge disconnect between um, learning information. I kind of shared this in the very beginning learning information and then impl- imp- like implementing that into your own family world. And so um, I have a tool how to do that using your imagination that God taught me and, um, and then how to actually like, and then I'll help them actually use that with their children and their age groups and all that stuff. So that's what my course is um, for this summer, the summer courses in the fall, I'm going to be doing another challenge, free challenge. So, um, if you want to know about that, um, I will have a, uh, a waiting list, like, um, so that that you can know about when that comes up because there are so many moms who were like, just please let me know when your next challenge is. So I'm going to create a wait list so that I, you can like for sure be informed when that's coming. Um, I also will put like all the information on my Instagram. That's where I'm the most active is my Instagram at kingdom motherhood. And, um, so that, and then, um, I don't know if the, uh, teaching your kids how to have a relationship with God course is going to be, um, a standalone course, or maybe on the back of that challenge. I'm not exactly sure yet. We're mapping out that, what that it all looks like moving into the future, but the feedback has been incredible. Well, I feel like, um, 
you know, I probably should have <laughs> done the challenge. <laughs> I, you can I still get it. <laughs> I have a, I, the videos are up for a couple months a lot of tools, but it's still like, sometimes, you know, just certain things are, can be so triggering. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I love the, like bringing God and Jesus, like, what did he actually do? Because that's a goal, right? Like to yep. live the way that we were created to. Um, so as far as this course, I know you said it's over the summer. Do, are you going to just like launch it periodically? Like if people, Yes, I am. I am going to just keep relaunching it. Yes. Periodically. It's going to grow. I already had some people like asking for like an A version and a B version where like you can just have the course material, um, like package. And then a like the bigger version where like, I actually walk you through it and, and you have all the material and the guest speakers and all the things. So, um, Yeah. So I think I'm going to end up like refining it a little bit and offering like just the teachings as a mini, um, like a course, but like without the extra training. And then there'll be like a, a bigger package where you can actually have me walk you through. So yeah, I'll keep relaunching it and then refining it as we go. (laughs) Well, I am excited about all that, but especially the one you're planning right now, (laughs) the kids like teaching them because you know, my kids are five and two, which seems kind of young, but I feel like it's never too early to start nope. and, nope. Um, you know, just gain confidence in how to do that. So, um, and I know you said your Instagram is the best place for people to find you. So yep. I'll link everything in the show notes, but, um, your handle is at kingdom motherhood. Yeah. Do you have any, any last words or anything else you want to share before, Oh, I do. This just hit me. Um, you were mentioning how hard it is for moms to pray for, um, their kids sometimes. And I actually have a resource that is like a compilation of a lot of the different blessings and prayers and things that I do like say over my kids. And, um, so why don't I give that to you for your listeners and you can um, link that down below. It's usually a $57 value, but um, I'll give it to you guys for, for that because, or for free, because um, so many moms, just like you said, they, they have a value for praying for their kids. They know that it's important. They like, they, they care about that. They just don't know exactly how. And so, um, this resource compiles a lot of the different ones that I use that I've memorized. And I speak over my kids as I'm putting them to sleep. Um, they speak of identity and it takes Bible verses and then turns that into declaration statements. Um, there it's, it's really an awesome where place to start when you aren't sure exactly how to pray for your kids. So, um, I will give that to you for your listeners so that they can have that access to that. Thank you. That's amazing. Uh, well, I have just enjoyed clearly having this conversation <laughs> with you and I could probably go on and on, but we'll cut it off here. Thank you so much for taking your precious time to come and just share your heart and your love for the Lord and encouraging moms on their kingdom motherhood journey. Yes, yes, the kingdom moms. Come join my community and be a kingdom 
mother, <laughs> but I love everything you do. And like you said that we, like our styles go hand in hand. Like the foundation for my blueprint is teaching moms how to connect with their kids and then to connect even through discipline. And so what you teach is so important and so good. And like right alongside what I, I believe in the, and that God has shown me too. So, um, Anyway, thank you so much for having me. This has been wonderful and awesome. And I'm so happy to connect with you. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and tag me at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.